Hey everybody, it's your old pals Ian, Chewy, Alan, and Ryan. And we're here to talk about all the great shows on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, aren't we boys? How many yes. shows? Oh wait, sorry. Uh, yes, we are. How many shows? <laughs> There's four good of job, them, Alan. Alan. Four good. of them, and they come out on all different various days of the week. Uh, of course, uh, every Friday you can listen to the original, the classic Stuff and Things, where Chewy and I uh, just kind of talk to each other like we're best buddies. We just kind of talk like just you're like you, your best buddies, like you just and your best like friends best talk, buddies. Like, yeah. like we're best buddies, like we're best buddies. Yeah. Watch it, you're on thin ice. I have Alan over here. I am it's right fine. here. Be friends with Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll go well. Uh, so yeah. you can check that out every single Friday if you like hearing conversations that you and your friends would have, but with two total strangers. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have on the Stuff and Things podcast now, boys? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ian. <laughs> Alan Selman. I took a stance here. Uh, we have four color commentary. Uh, what's a that comic, show about? It's a comic. I'm about to get to that. Gee, Alan, what's that show about? Thank you. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, it's a comic book podcast where four comic book nerds talk about books that they bring, sort of like a comic book book club, but we also talk about other things like movies and comic book happenings on top of all that. So... Uh, it comes out every other Wednesday, which is free, uh, not free comic book day, but it is sometimes. <laughs> it's just every comic book day. If your parents every are still other. buying your comic books like they are for me, then it is free comic book day. <laughs> it's every other Wednesday that comes out. Gosh, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's really excited. Ryan, uh, tell us about the redheaded stepchild of the Seven Things right, Podcast the, Network. The, the, uh, the, the sad, lonely other child of the Seven <laughs> Things Podcast Network is a podcast we like to call Super Action Bros. <laughs> podcast we're talking about movies with explosions and car chases and lots of people dying a lot and stuff uh it's every saturday the most action-packed day of the week with ryan and ian yeah where we take a critical look at those movies that are commonly watched while eating a lot of popcorn and snacks uh and pizza and beer (laughs) i like those things (laughs) isn't there one more podcast that we're forgetting about nope let's move forward the dark recesses of the stuff and things podcast network where only the brave dare dwell not me. I'm out of here. Yes. I'm here <laughs> to tell you about the. You already talked about the redheaded stepchild. I'm here to tell you about the neglected, jet black haired, evil demon ghost. son of the sun ghost. Of the, <laughs> the sun ghost? Yes. The ghost of the sun? Exactly. Oh, I was thinking like a sun ghost. Like oh, sun, sun of ghost. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is referred to as Eyes in the Dark, where we talk about horror movies oh. with. Movie expert, Dr. Oh, yes. Jurassic Price, <laughs> and the classic and ever velvety voiced Evan is on it. <laughs> and of course, because we have busy schedules, it is released every other Monday, the most terrifying day of the week. Monday is legit the most terrifying day of the week. See, guys, there's something for everyone here on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Everybody can enjoy a little something here. Um, and we want you to enjoy now. So sit back, relax, get yourself a nice beer or juice box. Yeah, if you're driving, don't drink beer. Don't do that. The juice box the is fine. But what you can do is Root enjoy. Beer, also, okay. <laughs> what you can do is enjoy another fine Stuff and Things podcast. Girls who like it rough. These 
pants and shoes attached to springs Taking poops and playing hoops and balls attached to strings This is some stuff and some things This is some stuff and some things This is stuff What if I pick up the mic and do the everyone and welcome to stuff and things the podcast about everything and nothing at all i'm chewy and i'm ian hello everybody welcome to stuff and things welcome as we gradually approach welcome to my nightmare we are gradually approaching episode 100 sir what getting is closer and closer and closer i have to definitely know when one like the is, feeling have... of death yeah the yeah. creepy the reapers gentle the bony crawler. fingers Running down your spine. That's what it feels like. Yeah. It's scary. So what episode number is this? This is episode number doop de doop doop doop. Gonna find out. Nine to something. Episode number hold on. Oh, this one is completely out of date. Hold on. Come on, update. Okay, well I think we're it's episode like number ninety six? Ninety seven? Ninety seven. We're getting there. It's getting close. Oh man. All right. We're not quite there yet, but we're getting there. Um, so welcome to Seven Things. Uh, before we get into the show proper, uh, we'd like to go through the business, but we want to welcome back all of you sat cats uh, who are returning. Uh, this is kind of a show where we kind of shoot the shit. We just are two buddies talking like you and your friends do about weird, wacky shit that makes us either smile or cringe. Uh, so there's a couple ways you can reach out to us, though, if you like things that we do and you want to become involved and, and, and be part of the show. A couple ways you can do that. Way number one you can do that, well, you can do that with, I should say, um, is by going to Stuff and Things podcast.com that is our website uh, it's a tumblr site so you can follow us on tumblr and get updates uh, as we post them on there uh, you can also uh, do a lot of things on the sidebar of that number one thing you can do is subscribe to us on itunes so you can uh, get new episodes on your mobile devices as they come out also feel free to leave us a comment and maybe a, a star rating that would be really appreciated uh, we'd like to read those sometimes on the show we check them from time to time uh, you can also reach out to us via email if you'd like uh, at stuff and things podcast at gmail.com again stuff and things a and d um, you can also reach out to us via social media uh, way number one is through our Twitter we do have a Twitter account at sat podcast on Twitter you can also reach us individually for me Ian it's at I rich that's at I R I T C H and for Chewy, it's going to be at Chupacabra. That's C-H-E-W-P-A-C-A-B-R-A. You can also reach out to us uh, via Facebook. We do a Facebook page and also an Instagram account, at Sat Podcast as well on Instagram. Uh, and you can also check out some of our other shows at StuffAndThingsNetwork.com. We have three other shows with more coming uh, soon. So, Chewy, my friend, I haven't seen you a lot this week. Yeah. It's been a rough week for Chewy. Do you want to let the yeah. boys and girls know? <clears throat> so uh, a couple nights ago... I, um, you know, it was kind of a normal day and stuff. And then I got a, uh, a call and a voicemail from my mom saying she needed my help. And I finally, she didn't say what, but I got in touch with her and, um, uh, she basically said she was at the pet hospital with our dog and, um, she kind of described, you know, basically that there, they were kind of in the emergency room. They took, uh, they took our dog Twinkie in and basically the news that we got was, that uh, they needed to stabilize her and then see if she'd be eligible for a surgery due to her age because she was an old dog. She was uh, she was 13. Um, and if she was eligible, they could do the surgery, and hopefully she would then recover from the surgery. So um, there was a lot of money involved that we didn't have as a family. And... 
the age was kind of a factor in it as well due to even if we did like the doctor even told us like honestly even if you guys were able to get all the stuff done it it could buy her a couple weeks a couple months you know it's something that with her age you know may not be uh, a feasible option and we did have to make the difficult decision um to actually have her put down uh to have her euthanized um it was really hard it really 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 was Uh, i've I've been there before buddy i haven't um i haven't lost any family members um so this was kind of like my first like big loss um and you're handling it really well if it's any if it's any consolation because i know there's a lot of people out there it depends i mean i know there's probably some of you out there who like so what dog big deal but there's a lot of people who are animal folks and i mean you know what everybody's opinion is whatever it is you know but for for us we chewie and i are animal folks i mean we like we love our animals like there are you know our own our own brothers and sisters or children or whatever i mean we don't obviously it's a dog and it's not you know Obviously, it's not like Chewie's something happened to Chewie's brother, but at the same yeah. time, it's a member of the family, you know. It, I mean, it's uh, it's one of those things. She definitely symbolized kind of a new chapter in our life. We got her when we first got her, like actual house mm-hmm. versus like apartments and renting and stuff, mm-hmm. and like you know, um, it, it was just kind of like from that moment on, things kind of changed for us um, dramatically. Um, luckily, um, you know. My dad was there, my brother, my mom, myself, and my grandparents as well, um, and my brother's girlfriend, and we all kind of got a chance to say goodbye together, and she wasn't, you know, like, uh, our dog, Twinkie, she wasn't like, oh, like, out of it, and like, whatever, she was able, it sounds weird, but there was kind of a moment where it kind of felt like she knew, and like, it was like, she knew it was time. And she just literally went like one by one up to like each person and then kind of went to like the blanket that they had. And, you know, it, it was kind of Dogs tough. are smart. It was kind of tough to see her. And, you know, there was for a few moments kind of the whole like she'd go over to the door and like be like, okay, let's go. Let's go home. Right. You're all here. Um, so that was tough. But there was kind of a moment where she just kind of sat down and was just like, all right, fine. Um but yeah, that was difficult. Her name was Twinkie. She was thirteen. Um, uh, yeah, I that day and that night, you know, I I, I cried. It was rough. I cried a lot. Like it was I rough. did, I, I did cry a lot. And even after, like, I went to bed, I was just like lying there, like honestly, like I was just crying. Like, and the next day too, I actually had an appointment with my barber, and there was that part of me was like, oh, I don't want to go do anything, and um, I. But I told myself, I'm like, no, I got to go do this. Like, got to keep a, moving forward. A, it won't get done for another two weeks, <laughs> yeah. which I need. I needed it. And, and B, I'm like, it'll force me to get out of the house at least. Yeah. Even if that's the only thing I do today. Like, yeah. at least I'll go out of the house. And um, yeah, dude, I was driving. <laughs> I was driving over to the barber and I, I was like bawling my eyes out. I'm not kidding. Like, it's all right, man. I, I, it was tough. And when I got there too, the same thing. And I, and I just kind of told bruno or barber and it was just kind of up front i'm like hey like i'm sorry like if i'm gonna be like out of nowhere like like this and i just told him what what's up and he just kind of shared a little you'd shared your wisdom with me yeah you know obviously and i think that you know obviously was the first step hearing someone else knowing that someone else can get through it yeah and you know the the way that he kind of put it to is like you know it's 
he he he'd shared one of his stories about when he had to have his dog um you know put down and it, it was dude like barbers bartenders tattoo artists they're all therapists yeah they, they, they are, really they truly are. are um because he just kind of talked me through it and kind of put his story with his pet in perspective in his life for mm-hmm. me and it kind of showed it kind of clicked with what you were saying how like i, I now have that experience because he's talking about how his um his dad is kind of going through some stuff now and you know how he's like trying to make it a long goodbye rather than like all of a sudden sort of thing. Yeah. But he's starting, he, he, he told me, he's like, you know, I'm mentally preparing basically for that stuff. But, um, it was, it was really cool, man. I got a lot of good words of wisdom from you, from him, from my family, um, from everyone. And I'll be honest, I just got to say this and I'll get off my soapbox, but, uh, everyone on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on whatever has been, super awesome even people that like listen to our shows yeah have reached out so that's it's really awesome you know and uh yeah you know i mean there's still gonna be a little bit of thing i'm still trying to find an urn for the ashes and i think once we kind of have that maybe after a couple weeks it kind of starts to you know be less of it gets easier i tell you i just hit a year mark about a year about a, a month ago and you know, I was telling you, you know, my, my best advice to anybody, if you have a pet or if you have, you know, had, had a pet, don't be afraid to go, you know, give somebody a home, you know? Yeah. There are a lot of dogs and cats and a lot of animals out there, whether they be, I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't, I mean, get your dog or your cat from wherever you'd like, but if I were you, I, I know my mom had a hard time when we lost, when we lost my dog yeah. and she was just like, I don't think I could ever do it again. And then about a month or two later they were at a mall and there was like yeah. an adoption event. My mom mm-hmm. saw this cute little dog and she'd been through some, some, some shit. Yeah. And she just like, you know, just something to like, like she was like really skittish around everybody, but she came right up to me yeah. and like, I let me pet her and stuff. And she just like, I knew that was it. Yeah. And she's like, I knew like this was, this was, I wanted to take her home. Yeah. I, I mean, th- looking at it, I, there's that part of me that's like, never again. I, I don't want another dog. Like there, there always is. Cause there is, a, but a, that you, you feel like passes. you can't replace. Yeah. But someone, it's not, but it's not replacing. But it's not that, but I looking at it from the other side, I kind of thought like, well, if I ever did. I'd probably go for a rescue dog. Yeah. And kind of when you take yourself out of it and I'm not saying like, Oh, don't look at it as like a family member because you always will. But if you kind of look at it as more as like, you're providing a service saying like, I'm giving this dog a home with this cat, a home, whatever it is for the rest of their life rather than like, Oh, they are here to fulfill a need for me. Yeah. You know, then I feel like it kind of makes it easier to then, do that because it's that, or they're just going to be in shelters their whole life, or you, you know, know and or you know, be put down. Depending on where which shelter you're getting, you're getting it from. There's a lot of them that have no kill policies, but yeah. there's a lot of them. I that mean, don't. prematurely, it's different when something has to happen, kind of out of necessity to kind of end some suffering. Yeah, you know, at 14 years of age, whatever it is, versus oh well, we couldn't find a home for this puppy in one month, so well, there we go, we're yeah. gonna kill it, you know, so. Yeah, thank you again, dude. Honestly, our with with everything, friends, family, coworkers, our dude, even you know our extended podcast family, which just you know all the our listeners and actually uh, our family with uh, ACB, uh, yeah. <laughs> the City Brigade. I've I've had people reach out and stuff, and that's yeah. pretty awesome to see that people from all walks of life are doing that. But 
yeah, so I guess for me, I'm going to do this. Like this episode would be dedicated to Twinkie. Uh, Agreed. She was a sweet dog. She was always super nice to me. Awesome. I always loved that dog. Yeah. So but, I was really bummed out to hear about it. Um, yeah. But, but life as goes Freddie on. Mercury says, the show must go the on. The show must go on. And the on. show will go on. The world will spin on, and we won't for, we won't forget. Yeah. She was a sweet a sweet dog, sweetest dog that you that you could imagine. Yeah. A big yellow lab, full full of love, full of sweetness. And I'm I'm gonna miss what, yeah. being at Chewie's house and watching her run in her sleep, yeah. which is the most hilarious thing I've yeah, ever seen. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, I was like, what's she running from? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's chasing her, or what's she chasing after? Yeah, I like to imagine that she was chasing Matt and biting him in the butt. <laughs> I like to imagine that's what it was. Because that's what Twinkie would have wanted us she to rip on. Wanted, yeah. So um, going forward, though, Chu, you said you had something you wanted to show me. I have a video. Um, it is a, a bit long, so I think what we might do is kind of pause and watch the video and kind of come back with our thoughts on it. Well, why don't you go ahead and tell the folks where they can watch it to watch along with us if they have yeah, a chance to. it's actually a YouTube video that was sent to me from just a friend. Um, mm-hmm. So I have the link here. Um, I'm sorry about this. This is poorly done here. Give me a second. is called YouTube YouTube. 15 most dangerous kids toys ever. Oh shit. Posted by Danger Dolan. All right. And it's on Netflix and I'll tweet Tubi, the link please. or whatever it is. So okay, so you you can go ahead and check that out. We're going to go ahead and pause the video. We're going to or pause the podcast and watch the video and come back. So stay with us. We'll be right back in just a minute. were some shitty fucking toys <laughs> there's there's yes. just no fucking excuse for a number of those um and a lot of them are stuff where it's just like you know it's a choking hazard little yeah. things like that but there are some that are just some like like a surprise the, like, there's a few of them that really got to me of course there's moon shoes mentioned which we've talked about in previous episodes moon shoes the trampolines for your feet yeah um but the ones that were my favorites i would probably say 
number one, my favorite would probably be the <laughs> the fucking cabbage patch kid. The doll. cabbage patch kid. Oh, yeah, because it, it's a, a it's a doll that eat that's it eats. It's a cabbage patch snack time doll, and it's meant to fa- like eat fake food, like fake French fries, things like that. But it'll put it'll eat anything you put in its mouth, and. Typically, it would eat stuff like kids' fingers, yeah, their hair, yep. and the worst part about like you think, oh, it's not too bad. I'll just turn it off. I mean, it'll suck off to cut their hair, or you go take them to the doctor. But yeah, let's turn it off. There's no off switch. There's no off switch. You have to literally break the doll. Yeah, that and the other one was the 1950s glass blowing kit. Yep, <laughs> with no <laughs> safety goggles. It, it's not a toy. It's just a, bla- a glass, glass blowing, blowing kit, kit, but with none of the safety. Like it's that's all it is, and yeah. it doesn't say like oh parental supervision required. It would be the equivalent of saying like, hey, you know, be a really good toy, Ian. I, you know what I got you for your son, Ian? Here's this. I have a son, but here's I this. Did. Uh, <laughs> here's this power tool set and a yeah. little, and some wood, and I've given your son some instructions on how to. How to cut and build a little, you know, a little, a little mailbox or something. So uh-huh. here's some power tools. As long as <laughs> he reads the instructions, it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And here's some. Also, uh, here's some CVS brand uh, over the counter eyeglasses. Also, not even. Also, uh, also the magnet one, the magnet toy. Kids would eat these little magnets, right? and they would connect through people's organs because they're fucking magnets, and so they're connecting people's organs and like fucking bunch all their organs together. God, how do you even fucking get rid of something like that? Like you can't shit it out. If they're bonded together, they're gonna move. Right? Like, do you have to like demagnetize them somehow? And uh, is that dangerous for your fucking organs? Right? Like, how do you? How does like, because one... I didn't think that. I was first. I was like, oh, they eat the little pieces. The only thing I can think of is surgery, deal. where they cut them open. They yeah. have to like manually disconnect it and pass it through the system, or like cut open like their esophageal lining or, or, their, or like their lining in their intestines and fucking yeah. pull them out. Good lord! Um, and then you know, the surprising ones were on there, like sockum bopper, soccer boppers. Um, I didn't think about this, but he's like, yeah, the guy's like, yeah, you know, it'll, it'll dull the punch, but you still have all that force coming at you. Yeah, that's going to knock you on your ass. If the, someone the punches you hard knuckles off of it, you know what yeah. I mean? So you don't have like that, like, yeah. oh, like something like hard hitting me, but, but all the force, force is behind still it is still traveling. Yeah. I never thought about that. I, I, I like, like where he called him. He's like, oh, let's give him these violence enablers. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> what, it that's is. what it is, or the or the ca- or, or the dick gun, the cap oh, gun yeah. that sits on your belt, and that's like from the fifties, and you could shoot like fake pellets off it, but it's also a cap gun, and some of them exploded and like weld to themselves yeah. on oh, the people's God. like like penises. <laughs> Jesus penis literally a detachable it's a dick penis. gun. It's attached detachable dick gun. It's pretty hilarious if you watch this. You're like Jesus Christ, these toys. Some of them are obvious stuff. But oh, there was that like that radio plane. Or oh, the, that would <laughs> the radio control the sky, plane that the, would. And I quote the video. I have my name here: the Sky Ranger Park Flyer Radio Control Airplane. And I would I quote the video: it would crash into you and kill you to death because um, it would crash into you and explode in a ball of fire. Oh, that was the other one: the fucking ping pong ball launcher. It was like this like oh, yeah. 1950s gun where you put like calcium and calcium and it, water the, in there. It's the Austin Magic Pistol. Yeah, and what it would do is you're supposed to launch ping balls with it, but what it would do is launch these huge fireballs, effectively making it a gun. 
What it was is it had these ping pong balls, but they're like, okay, so how do we launch them? So what you had to do is you had to pour like, I think it was, I forgot what. calcium and water. Calcium, something. Calcium uh, carbonate and water. And and water um, into the chamber, which causes an explosion, which then forces the ping pong ball out. So it'd be basically like, you know, he's like, so you're causing an explosive reaction behind a projectile in this thing, Mm. you know. Like a gun. Yes, exactly. And you can see like gun. pictures of it, and it's just like, no, it's shooting, dude. It's That's a all it fucking is. It's a gun. Fucking gun. <laughs> in the fifties, no sure. around it. Well, there was the belt gun. Remember that the God, that would be some some kid coming home after shooting ping pong ball fireballs all day with his belt, and also had his belt gun on to, to blow some <laughs> glass. <laughs> to blow some glass. <laughs> dude, kids from the fifties had a death wish. Oh my God, they all want. Kids but there was like 50s. those guns that was like they talked about it in Jingle all the way, joking about it. Like the gun was like five guns in one. That was like a fake gun, but it would like fold. It's big folding pieces of metal that would fucking chop your finger off. Dude, yeah. Careful. 50s kids, dude. 50s like, okay, kids well, had okay. like fucking tough. Hold on. 50s kids. How old are they now? Uh, well, my my dad was born in the 50s, and so he's in his, he's actually in his, uh, he's in uh, his his 50s right now, late 50s. So if, if you were like 10 years old, you'd be yeah. like in your 60s. So that'd be like where you start seeing like these like kind of like older like grizzled like dudes that are like, mm-hmm. yep, I still fucking like work with lumber in my hands and like I, I don't wear gloves and like no. the splinters are my gloves <laughs> and shit like that. You know, like, oh, I just we're, we're, we're like, oh, do you want some gloves? Like, nah, I just let my hands callous up mm-hmm. and then I don't need gloves mm-hmm. like those guys like that. That's why because their toys were guns and fire. That's what they were. 50s kids, the original tough boys. Mm-hmm. That's what they were, dude. Seriously. Um, but I was thinking, too, like that one, the Austin Magic Pistol thing. But yeah, the Austin Magic Pistol. I feel like that's also like a sex move. It's got to be <laughs> like Austin. another one of those like sex moves, kind of like the cinnamon twist. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's kind of like a we variation. We recently, by the way, went and visited the bathroom. Oh, yeah. We didn't say that. But they, the, the graffiti was, by the way, this room a long time ago, there's this trucker bathroom where I went in there and this, I've written, and I had to shit really bad and I like really shit hard. And we went into the bathroom there where that happened and written uh, in the in one of the, the, the stalls when I was a kid was like something like I want a man to jerk me off using like hot engine oil or something. And I was like, oh, no, what if he comes back right now? Um, it was one of those like, you know, my favorite is what your dad like said. when you <laughs> What do you think he was going to show up right then? He's <laughs> like, it looked it did. It looks like he just written it, and like he's like, "I'll be back on Wednesday the fifteenth at yeah. ten p.m." Like, oh no, that's now. That's now. <laughs> he's oh, no. coming. Um, um, but we went back to. We see went back, and it was not there. Was, if that was, it was there, a lot cleaner than I remember. Yeah, we should have enjoyed a hot shower. We could have. We could have. We kept seeing signs that said "Enjoy a hot shower." Well, it's because yeah. it, it was like a truck stop. It was a trucker truck stop. Like there was DVD movies, yeah, and like CDs and like Bluetooth supplies. headsets and everything. Everything you would need is a trucker on the road. A Wendy's, GPS. Cinnabons, Gatorades. I really wanted that Cinnabon. I know you did, but I lot. talked you out of it. Yeah, but um, fucking like. Yeah, dude. I don't. I don't know what would what would like the take on that be? Because like, okay, so you got the cinnamon twist or some variation of that of a move, but like it happens. Like it's like a key to Austin. What's it called? Texas. The, uh, the, Austin, the Austin Magic Pistol. 
Uh, well, I would assume the magic pistol would assume you what would have to do with your dick, but I imagine yeah. maybe you're doing like a bad Austin Powers impression. Where you're maybe what's well, like Austin, Texas, or something. Oh, okay, like Austin, you know, like, Mad. Okay, like I it's a regional. Like thing. you dress up in like a like a cowboy outfit. Oh yeah, it's a regional thing. It's yeah. only for Austin, Texas, <laughs> or it's like some fucking weird thing. Like you stick your dick through the. Well, hole. I have many kinds of coke. <laughs> they stick. They stick <laughs> your dick. Uh, what your- kind of coke you want? Pepsi? Okay. Pepsi? <laughs> what kind of Coke you want? Sprite? <laughs> all right. That's good. Uh, they call all sodas Coke down there, yeah. by the way. Or all pop flavors Coke. Or yeah. all soda pop flavors Coke. Yeah, we have listeners from all over, or all dude. soft drink flavors yeah. Coke. <laughs> all carbonated sugar beverages. Our Coke. Our Cokes. Um, but like maybe it's one of those things where like you stick not just your dick, but like your whole like junk through through the hole and then like what someone's like oh austin magic pistol huh well i guess i better reload and they just do this move right here they just fucking like jam your balls up into your body like mm-hmm. that just slam them up like that <laughs> and then just like go like that and like shoot or whatever i don't mm-hmm. know that that could be the move <laughs> or it could be based on some guy named austin <laughs> Oh, but he's no. not like Burley Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> he takes you want Steve Austin to grab your balls and make you come like a rocket gun. Say hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. What? He, t- he takes your balls and does this to him like, you know, he's doing with the beer cans. You'd be stone cold stunned after that. <laughs> You'd be stone cold stunned after that. Hell <laughs> yeah. Remember John John three sixteen suck thy neighbor's dick. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, uh, something like that. And then he does a stone cold stunner, or that's what it is. Like right when you're about to come, he just like turns and just like slams it on his shoulder. <laughs> I hope Twinkie's proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> you're talking about jerking off a stone cold Steve Austin <laughs> jerking you off and breaking your dick you on go. the episode dedicated to her. She'd be yeah, proud. She would. She would be. be proud. She would be. It's lots of cream filling and <laughs> it's accurate. Um. So I have a story for you. We like to okay. read scary shit. Um, this stu- story is entitled The Russian Sleep Experiment. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I've heard stuff about this before. Would you like, to, would you like me to read? It's a long story. Yes. But I think it's important Absolutely. to know. Absolutely. <clears throat> Rus- Russian researchers in the late 1940s kept five people awake for 15 days using an experimental gas-based stimulant. They were kept in a seal environment to carefully monitor their oxygen intake so the gas didn't kill them, since it was toxic in high concentrations. This was before closed-circuit cameras, so they had only microphones and 5-inch thin glass porthole-sized windows into the chamber to monitor them. The chamber was stocked with books, cots to sleep on, but no bedding, running water in a toilet, and enough dried food to last all five for over a month. The test so, subjects. So to yes. be clear, they were all in one room, like communally, right? Uh, it looks like there was. Yes, I believe so. Okay. The test subjects were political prisoners deemed enemies of the state during World War II. Everything was fine for the first five days. The subjects hardly complained, having been promised falsely that they would be freed if they submitted to the test and did not sleep for 30 days. Their conversations and activities were monitored, and it was noted that they continued to talk about increasingly traumatic incidents in their past, and the general tone of their conversation took uh, on a darker aspect after the four-day mark. After five days, they started to complain about the circumstances and events that led them to where they were and started to demonstrate severe paranoia. They stopped talking to each other and began alternately uh, 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 alternately whispering to the microphones and one-way mirrored portholes. Uh. 
Nice. Oddly, they all seem to think they could win the trust of the experimenters by turning over their comrades, the other subjects in captivity with them. At, the fir- at first, the researchers suspected this was an effect of the gas itself. After nine days, the first of them started screaming. He ran the length of the chamber, repeatedly yelling at the top of his lungs for three hours straight. He continued attempting to scream, but was only able to produce occasional squeaks. The researchers postulated that he had physically torn his vocal cords. Holy shit. The most surprising thing about this behavior is how the other captives reacted to it. Or rather, didn't react to it. Yeah. They continued whispering in the microphones until the second of the the captives started to scream. The two non-screaming captives took the books apart, smeared page after page with their own feces, and pasted them calmly over the glass portholes. Oh, my God. The screaming promptly stopped. So did the whispering to the microphones. Oh, no. After three more days passed, the researchers checked the microphones hourly to make sure they were working, since they thought it possible that no sound or thought it impossible that no sound could be coming with five people inside. The oxygen consumption in the chamber indicated that all five must still be alive. In fact, it was the amount of oxygen five people would consume at a very heavy level of strenuous exercise. Yeah. On the morning of the fourteenth day. The researchers did something they said they would not uh, they would not do to get a reaction from the captives. They used the intercom inside the chamber, hoping to provoke any response from the captives they were afraid were either dead or vegetables. They announced, "We are opening the chamber to test the microphones. Step away from the door and lie flat on the floor or you will be shot. Compliance will earn one of you your immediate freedom." To their surprise, they heard a single phrase in a calm voice response. We no longer want to be freed. Oh, man. oh you feel that chill right there? Yep. Just fine. Yep. Oh shit! Um, debate broke out amongst the researchers and the, uh, and the military forces uh, funding the research. Unable to, prov- to provoke any more responses using the intercom, it was finally decided to open the chamber at midnight on the fifteenth day. The chamber was flushed of the stimulant gas and filled with fresh air, and immediately voices from the microphones began to object. Three different voices began begging, as if pleading for the life of loved ones to turn the gas back on. The chamber was opened and soldiers sent in to retrieve the test subjects. They began to scream louder than ever, and so did the soldiers when they saw what was inside. Are you ready for the shit? Yeah. Four of the five subjects were still alive, although no one could rightly call the state of any of them in life. Yeah. The food rations past day five had not been had not uh, so much as been touched there were chunks of meat from the dead test subjects thighs and chest stuffed into the drain in the center of the chamber yeah. blocking the drain and allowing four inches of water to accumulate on the floor precisely how much of the water on the floor was actually blood was never determined yeah Oh, my God. All four, quote, surviving text subjects also had large portions of muscle and skin torn away from their bodies. The destruction of flesh and exposed bone on their fingertips indicated the wounds were inflicted by hand, not with teeth, as the researchers initially thought. Yeah. Closer examination of the position and angles of the wounds indicated that most, if not all of them, were self-inflicted. Yeah. The abdominal organs below the rib cage of all four test subjects had been removed. What? While the heart, lungs, and diaphragm remained in place, 
um, the skin and most of the muscles attached to the ribs had been ripped off, exposing the lungs through the rib cage. Wow. All the blood vessels and organs remained intact. They had just been taken out and laid on the floor, fanning out around the uh, eviscerated but still living bodies of the subjects. Oh, oh that's weird. The digestive tract of all four could be seen could, could be seen to be working, digesting food. It quickly became apparent that they were digesting was their own flesh that they had ripped off and eaten over the course of days. Shit. <laughs> Told you, man. And we're not even look how much more we have to go. Yeah. It's gonna get worse. Most of the soldiers were Russian special operatives at the facility, but still many refused to return to the chamber to remove the test subjects. They continued to scream to be left in the chamber and alternately begged and demanded that the gas be turned back on, lest they fall asleep. To everyone's surprise, the test subjects put up a fierce fight in the process of being removed from the chamber. One of the Russian soldiers died from having his throat ripped out. Another was gravely injured by having his testicles ripped off and an artery in his leg severed by one of the test subjects' teeth. Another five of the soldiers lost their lives if you count the ones that committed suicide in the weeks following the incident. In the struggle, in the struggle, one of the four living subjects had his spleen ruptured and he bled out almost instantly. The medical researchers attempted to sedate him, but uh, this proved impossible. He was injected with more than 10 times the human dose of morphine derivative and still fought like a cornered animal, breaking the ribs and arm of one doctor. Uh, when when heart uh, when heart was seen uh, let's say, when his heart was seen to beat uh, for a full two minutes after he had bled out to the point where there was no more air in his vascular system than blo- oh there's more air in his vas- vascular system than blood uh, even after it stopped he continued to scream and flail for another three minutes struggling to attack anyone in reach and just repeating the word more over uh, and over weaker weird. and weaker until he finally fell silent. The surviving three test subjects were hastily uh, restrained and moved to a medical facility, the two with intact vocal cords continuously begging for the gas, demanding to be kept awake. Uh, The the, the most injured of the three was taken uh, to the only surgical operating room that the facility had. In the process of preparing the subject to give uh, to have his organs placed back within his body, it was found that he was effectively immune to the sedative that had been given to him to prepare him for surgery. He fought furiously against his restraints uh, when uh, when the anesthetic gas was brought out to put him under. He managed to tear most of the way through a four-inch wide leather wrist strap uh, on one wrist, even though the weight of a two hundred pound soldier holding the wrist, uh, even through the weight of the weight of a two hundred pound soldier yeah. holding the wrist as well. Shit. It took only a little more anesthetic than normal to put him under, and the instant his eyelids fluttered and closed, his heart stopped. In the autopsy of the test subject that died on the operating table, it was found that his blood had tripled the normal level of oxygen. His muscles that were uh, still attached to his skeleton were badly torn and had broken nine bones in a struggle to not be subdued. Most of them were uh, from the force his own muscles uh, had exerted on them. The second survivor had been the first of the group of five to start screaming. His vocal cords destroyed. He was unable to beg or object to surgery, and he only uh, reacted by shaking his head violently in disapproval when the anesthetic gas was brought near him. He shook his head yes when someone suggested reluctantly that they try the surgery without anesthetic and did not reach for the and did not react for the entire six-hour procedure of replacing his abdominal organs and attempting to cover them with what remained of his skin. Damn. The surgeon presiding uh, stated repeatedly that it should be medically possible for the patient to still be alive. It should be medically impossible 
Oh, and it should be medically possible for the patient to still be alive. One terrified nurse assisting the surgery stated that she had seen the patient's mouth curl into a smile several times whenever his eyes met hers. Oh, put yourself in that position, dude. Oh, my God. When the surgery ended, the subject looked... uh, the subject looked at the surgeon and began to wheeze loudly, attempting to talk while struggling. Oh, man. Assuming this must be something of drastic importance, the surgeon had a pen and pad fetched so the patient could write his message. It was simple. Words say. Keep cutting. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. The other two test subjects were given the same surgery, both without anesthetic as well. Although they had to be injected with a paralytic for the duration of the operation, the surgeon found it impossible to perform the operation while the patients laughed continuously. That's fucked up. Once paralyzed, the subjects could only follow the attending researchers with their eyes. The paralytic cleared their system in an abnormally short period uh, of time, and they were soon trying to escape their bonds. The moment they could speak, they were again asking for the stimulant gas. The researchers asking why they had injured themselves, why they had ripped out their own guts, and why they wanted to be given the gas again. Only one response was given. I must remain awake. Ugh. All three subjects' restraints were reinforced, and they were placed back in the chamber awaiting determination as to uh, what should be done with them. The researchers, facing the, the wrath of their military, quote, benefactors, uh, for having failed the stated goals of the project considering euthanize, considered euthanizing the surviving subjects. The commanding officer and ex-KGB instead saw potential and wanted to see what would happen if they were put back on the gas. The researchers strongly objected, but were overruled. In preparation for being sealed in the chamber again, the subjects were connected to EEG monitor and had their restraints padded for long-term confinement. To everyone's surprise, all three stopped struggling the moment it it was let slip. They were going back on the gas. It was obvious that at this point, all three were putting up a great struggle to stay awake. One of the subjects that could could speak uh, was humming loudly and continuously. The mute subject was straining his legs against the leather bonds with all his might. First left, then right, then left again uh, for something to focus on. The remaining subject was holding his head off his pillow and began blinking repeatedly. Having been the first to be wired to EEG, most of the researchers were monitoring uh, his brainwaves in surprise. They were normal most of the time, but sometimes flatlined inex- un- in- uh, inexplicably. Mm-hmm. It looked as if they were repeatedly suffering brain death before returning to normal. As they focused on paper, sc- uh, as they focused on the paper scrolling out of the brainwave monitor, only one nurse saw his eyes slip shut at the same moment his head hit the pillow. His brainwaves immediately changed to that of a deep, deep sleep, then flattened out for the last time as his heart simultaneously stopped. The only remaining subject that could speak started screaming to be sealed in now. His brainwave showed the same flat lines as one who had just died from falling asleep. The commander gave the order to seal the chamber with both subjects inside, as well as three researchers. One of the, one of the, named, uh, one of the named three immediately drew his gun and shot the commander point blank between the eyes, then turned the gun on the mute subject and blew his brains out as well. He pointed his gun at the remaining subjects, still restrained in a bed, as the remaining members of the medical and research team fled the room. I won't be locked in here with these things. Not with you, he screamed at the man strapped to the table. What are you, he demanded. I must know. The subject smiled. No, fuck. Have you forgotten so easily, the subject asked. We are you. We are the madness that lurks within you all, begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind. What, we are what you hide from in the back of your beds every night. We are what you sedate into silence and paralysis when you go to the nocturnal haven where we cannot tread. 
The researcher paused, then aimed the, the, the <laughs> then aimed at the subject's heart and fired. The EEG flatlined as the subject Wheatley choked out. So nearly free. Damn. I've heard that story before. <laughs> Just like that? The whole thing? I've heard a very long telling of that story, so it might be the exact same. So this is, this is, as you know, not real. Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah. from Creepypasta. Are you yeah. familiar with Creepypasta? Yeah, yeah. Why have we not been mining this gold mine of know, fucking dude. scary stories? It's fucking rather, but yeah, it's They're fucking, fucking it's, terrifying. It's fucking and this story, one I was yeah. reading too. This person like noted it. Six out of 10. Pretty good. Pretty good? Yeah. What the fuck is 10 out of 10? Yeah. That's what I want to know. I want to find a story that's like rated their highest, most like their, their, like their highest rated one. Yeah. That's what I really want to find. Um, God, I want to read some more Yeah, scary I saw ones. like a video where... How like, to write creepypasta. It was like, <laughs> it's just write a fucking creepy story. Oh, let's do it. The, the Stefan Things creepypasta. Oh my God, I like how... Uh, welcome to the creepypasta wiki. And the quote that's at the beginning says, No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. Doug oh. Bradley, Pinhead, Hellraiser, 1987. <laughs> oh my God, shit. I want to read another one, but they're so long. Um, let me see. I'm going to hit random pasta and see what comes up. See if it's a... Oh, this is a this is a long one too. Oh shit, they're all so fucking long. Well, yeah, because it's just like a long story, you know. You're telling a horror story. Random pasta. Oh my god. Uh, I think they're all gonna be pretty long. Yeah, I'm gonna try one more. I'm gonna see if there's, any, if there's one more. Oh, Let's see. Oh, this one's this one's long, but the fucking title is terrifying. What's the title? The the T-H-E. Just that's quotes. it. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. I think we have to do this. All right. All right. This is going to be a long one, kids. We're going to read you some bedtime stories. And then <laughs> okay. don't worry. Chew will make it all better at the end. <laughs> <clears throat> this one is called The. It says read in in light or dark mode. Uh, okay. So, okay. Let's see. Should we turn the lights off? <laughs> up to you. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's up to you. The way this starts is not going to be good. <clears throat> All right. You lie on your bed, huddled under the covers with a fresh book from the library. Your eyes feel somewhat droopy, but you are reluctant to put it down as the story is too enticing to pause so you can sleep. It's nearly the end anyway. You reason silently. Not even 30 pages to go. Might as well finish it now. Your eyes skim over the paragraphs, fighting to stay awake. She stares at him furiously, blink, blinking back tears, as she wills herself not to cry, to show the terror he so deeply craves. You pause. To show the terror? You look, you look back, thinking you've spotted a minor capitalization error, but now the is lowercase. Strangely, you think. Strange, you think. Usually, you don't even read, noticing things, really notice things like that, but you figure it's just because you're so tired and pay it no mind as you continue. She opens her mouth, but no sound comes out. No matter how hard she tries, how hard she thinks, she just can't find the words. You jolt a little in bed. There it is again. You reread the sentence once more, but the word the is lowercase. Just so like the last you, when time. When you're reading this, you're seeing it capitalized? Yes. So every, okay. time, every time it pulls that up, I've seen it capitalized. <clears throat> let's see. <clears throat> Strange things. Uh, let's see. Um... Usually don't pay attention to this kind of stuff for some odd reason. Um, I've been full. 
Um, figuring you're just tired, you briefly consider stopping for the night, but the story is at its climax. In the end, you resume reading, deciding to finish it before going to sleep. The next few pages are eventful, and you're quickly pulled into the story again. Um, you can easily visualize the heroine kneeling on the ground, her long red hair blowing in the wind and passing over her face as she covers her near-golden hazel eyes with her hands, sobbing silently. A vivid image of her adversary facing her appears in your mind, his ugly face contorted into a cruel sneer as he taunts her with her friend's fates. As his words jab at her, sinking in her brain, something snaps. Her trembling ceases as she abruptly stands, her fiery red hair waving wildly at, uh, around her as the wind. You abruptly stop reading mid-sentence and give a little jolt. Another capitalized the mid-sentence? You go back to reread it again. The is back to lowercase letters. For a moment, you just stare at it in silence. Again? A third time? Surely it's not your tired mind playing tricks, right? Yet you stop yourself mid-thought and shake your head. No, it's, it's not all right. There's something wrong here. Something really, really wrong. Three times feels like too many just blame on a tired mind. You start to close the book, but then you find yourself hesitating. There are only a few pages left, you think, offhandedly. And this is the big climax hesitating you then slowly reopen it and locate where you left off on the page you continue reading but do so more slowly now scrutinizing every word as you continue you can't help but notice more capitalized thus but you yourself you you will yourself to ignore them and just enjoy the climax you find yourself pulled into the world with the heroine as she confronts her adversary her voice calm and cold as her rage slowly builds up in the back of her mind her rage slowly grows with each word, her vision becoming redder and redder until finally she snaps. She screams at the top of her lungs, tears flying uh, behind her unnoticed. It is a wordless scream with no words or sentence, but sentences, but just a single syllable of the rawest rage she has ever experienced. It's enough to make the man wince, taking a single step backwards, and she matches him with a step forward. Die, she screams and lunges at him, the pure rage in her voice and movements leaving the once formidable man too shocked to think, let alone move. By the time he regains his train of thought and his brain screams, run, it's too late. She tackles him to, th to the ground, the sun silhouetting her form and casting her face in shadow. Light streams through her hair, giving it the appearance of blazing flames. And as large and powerful as the... You abruptly stop reading in complete frustration. As hard as you try to ignore all the capitalized thes, you just can't, even when you're engrossed in the story. You reread the entire page, focusing on every single word, looking for a single error, a single misspelling, a single capitalization where it doesn't belong. Of course, though, you don't find any mistakes. You're looking at the book more warily now. This can't just be your tired mind playing trick. It's happening too many times to keep playing that card. There's something else going on here, something you can't understand. And something tells you that this book is to blame. Your gut is warning you to stop reading right now and go to sleep and finish in the morning. And yet, you are still hesitant. You've already read 456 pages into the story. You've had plenty of time to become attached to the characters and fall in love with the setting. You want to know how the story ends, and you won't be able to if, if it, it, it won't be able to stand it if you don't find out. The temptation is too strong. You start reading again. However, this time, you just skim it, wanting to find out the resolution as quickly as possible so you can then close the book, the book once and for all. 
She bared her teeth and she hissed at him, cowered in fear, raised the dagger above her head, let it fall clinging against the ground, spat in his face on the after the, but the and the, 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 the. The word the is capitalized in every appearance now. Your brain's screaming at you to notice with each appearance. Every time you see it, you automatically reread it, but it always back to normal the second time you read uh, second time around. It's such a dull word, usually barely registering in your mind, but for once it's becoming the only word you can see. Even so, you try to imagine it and keep or try to ignore it and keep re- keep reading, but long before it's literally the only <laughs> but before long it's literally the only word you notice. Feeling frustrated, you drop the still open book on your lap and groan. Only a few more pages, you tell yourself. Get it together. You've waited so long to get this book, going to the library, only to find it's already checked out again. And every time you're so close to the resolution, you've come too far to stop now. If you put it down now, you won't be able to sleep without knowing how it ends. You can't let a few unusual disappearing capitalizations stop you now, dang it. Determined to finish the book, you return to the beginning of the section to start over again, willing yourself to be completely immersed inside the world once more. She glared down at him, her emerald eyes cold and filled with fury. Her brown hair seemed to float as the wind blows past her, her ribbon whipping rapidly. Again, you abruptly stop reading, but this time it's not because of the capitalized the. This time the entire description seems wrong. Brown hair? Green eyes? The heroine had red hair and golden hazel eyes to represent her fire or something, but that wasn't the point. You close your eyes and try to visualize the main character once more as she originally appeared, with that beautiful and fiery appearance just as fierce as her determination. Instead, you see a girl with brown hair pulled into a ponytail with a green ribbon, wearing a green sweater vest over a white shirt with blue, a blue plaid skirt. She looks at you with a gentle smile, her glasses seeming to magnify the almost unnatural emerald color of her eyes. Your eyes pop open as you jolt in bed with a gas, breathing heavily as your heart pounds against your chest. The image was so realistic, almost like a photo. You've always thought your imagination was good, but not that good. As you wait for your heartbeat to fall and steadily and steady itself, your eyes cast downward at the book. A few misplaced capitalizations are one thing, but the image of that girl? No, that was not normal. You can't just play it off as your imagination or being tired like with the capitalized thes. Something is wrong here. Seriously? Horribly wrong. And whatever is whatever's going on is connected to the book. That's it. You don't care if you're at the climax. You can't read anymore. Your instincts are telling you to get rid of it now, slam the book, and throw it out the window and never look at it again. You don't care if you'll get in trouble with the librarian. You'll gladly play the replacement if it means never looking at this infernal book ever again. You can just find the ending on the internet. Resolved to get rid of it once and for all, you start to close the book. Wait. A chill runs down your spine as you hear a soft whisper, your body tensing as you look at the book, inhaling sharply. You look around but see no one. You wait a second to see if it will sound again, but hear nothing. Exhaling slowly, you return to closing the book, only to be interrupted by the same whisper. Please, wait. Tensing again, you quickly whip up your head to look around the room. But still, you see no one as you peer at the shadowy corners of the room where your lamp's light doesn't completely reach, or even inside your perpetually open closet. For a moment, you're confused, but the re- the re- and then realization abruptly dawns on you. A chill runs through your entire body. As you slowly lower your gaze to the book with wide eyes, your hands shaking. Don't you want to finish? The book. It's coming from the book. 
At that moment, every instinct in your body screams to get rid of it, to run away as fast as your legs can carry you, that never look back. However, for some reason, you can't. You, you just can't. You can't understand why, but somehow you're fi- you find yourself lifting the book, hands trebling. You curl your fingers around the edges of the covers as you slowly part them to reveal the pages, staring anxiously as you wonder what awaits you. Staring back at you from the center of the book is a female face, gazing at you from behind a pair of glasses with emotionless green eyes. They seem to pierce your soul. Don't you want to finish the book? It asks. No? She asks. At that moment, everything in your mind seems to shut down. You don't know what you're expecting, but this is too much. You stare at her with your mouth open, but no sound comes out. You're in too much shock to even think, let alone move or scream. The girl starts to emerge from a glowing portal in the center of the book, rising rising until only her feet remain inside the pages the rest of her towering above you it's the same girl you've seen in your mind's eye earlier with the brown hair and bookish nerdy clothes on and everything she stares down at you silently her eyes devoid of feeling you can only stare back at her in shock too overwhelmed by the situation to think clearly however even so you suddenly find yourself speaking your voice hoarse and quiet as you whisper words that did, that did not tell yourself you did not tell yourself to say who who are you? My name is the the girl answers the girl answers plainly. Instantly your brain assaults you with images of the word the continuously capitalized mid sense where it didn't belong. You don't have much time to think about the connection before the girl continues. I'm just a girl who likes to read. Would you mind sharing your story with me? Your story? Does she want you to tell her about your past? Before you can figure out what she meant, though, a thick black book materializes out of thin air, landing in her outstretched hands. The pages begin to wave and flip over wildly in some unseen wind, yet the balance of pages on each side of the darkly glowing cover remains unchanged. As you watch in shock, the girl, the, smiles at you, revealing the row of, sh- of sharp pointed teeth. A chill runs down your spine as you stare at them, your eyes widening. I hope your story is interesting, she said. Suddenly, a vortex appears spiraling upwards from above the center of the book and extending towards you. You watch in shock, and your brain finally tells you to scream and run, but it's already too late. You find yourself being dragged through the air and clawed desperately at the ground, trying to grasp the small strands of the carpet to keep from being pulled inside, but you know it's futile. Desperate, you turn to her to ask something, to beg her to stop, but uh, but, but stop upon seeing her face through the general features remain the same it seems to have transformed completely her smile is gigantic to the point of being grotesque almost like a a glasgow glasgow grin oh shit meanwhile her eyes previously emotionless emerald green spheres are flickering with excitement regaining your senses you flail your arms at her face swiping at her glasses and knocking them away only to freeze as you see her eyes without them the white irises pupils your entire eyeballs are solid emerald green glowing in the darkness as you stare in disbelief she catches her glasses midair and you notice that the lenses hold uh, mimicries of the previous normal eyes she smirks at you her eyes crinkling both uh, uh, oh my god crinkling both on her face and in her glasses a double set of smirking eyes the last thing you see before being pulled inside the vortex You find yourself dragged into a white void, your room only visible in a small window above you. Frantic, you reach for it, desperate to escape, but it only continues to shrink as you fall farther away from it. Despair overcomes you as it soon disappears from your view, but you still reach, desperately clinging onto uh, even a sliver of hope for escape. However, you cannot hold your arm out for long, and your body feels like it's been torn apart as you're violently flung around the white space. Eventually, your arm falls limp to your side, too sore to stretch above your head anymore realizing that just 
uh, just how helpless you are, you open your mouth to scream, but instead of your voice, you see the letters A-A-A-H appear above your head before being torn apart, flung around the vortex along, alongside your body. The letter A flying past your head and the fi- is the final thing you see before blacking out. The, brook, ab- the book abruptly slams shut and stops glowing, the vortex vanishing in with it. The girl opens it and flips through the pages, stopping upon reaching a chapter label with your name, followed by part one. She smiles as she calmly sits on your messy bed to begin reading, glasses resting on the mattress beside her, quietly repeating the narration in a soft voice. Uh, on that, uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do t- what's today's date? 27? Today is the 20, right now it's the 29th. On the 29th day, of the sixth month of the year 2015, a new life entered the world, marking the start of a new story. Scary shit, man. I can imagine if I was a 12-year-old girl reading that, I'd fucking piss my pants. <laughs> my bed would be fucking covered. I'd be like, I'm never reading again. Fuck books. I should send that to... to I've been on a few... By the way, uh, Sat Cat listeners, I've been on a few dates with this girl, and she's a big read. She likes reading a lot, and so I should send that to her and be like, read this. She likes scary shit, too, so it works out. Definitely not as scary as the first one, but if if I was a 12-year-old girl and read that, I'd be terrified. These things are kind of like Twilight Zone fan fiction. They really are, aren't they? But some of them are a lot fucking darker, like that fucking uh, one with the the, the Russian one. Oh, my God. Anyway, so that is uh, is your, your dose of creepy for the evening. Um, Chewie has like, one more thing you must I feel that about. even the other one that was scarier could be. They would just, you know, it'd be like it down blood and guts or whatever. It'd yeah. be like, they wouldn't show, but like a person would come out of the room and be like, oh my God, you know, they, yeah. they're blah, blah, you know. it's. I've been watching a lot of Twilight Zone recently, <laughs> okay. but that like everything, I'm like questioning myself with a lot of stories I write, uh-huh. or the ideas that I have, I'm like, I feel like it's just Twilight Zone stuff. <laughs> Where it's just going to be like, wouldn't it be fucked up with this? Hey, man, some great some great stories from the Twilight Zone. Uh, great writers. So, great good stuff. Shit. So, you have one more thing you wanted to share with us. Well, I just wanted to, uh, it was kind of a, more of a visual thing, to be honest with you, but I kind of want you to describe. And, I will know, describe everything saying. that I'm saying. Um, so, fucking, okay. One of uh, our friends um, is expecting. Oh, you know, um, I'm not going to say it here just in case. No, no, no. They already announced it. Oh yeah. Well, okay, fine. Yeah. So Evan, the bronze spawn, bronze spawn is (laughs) here. Bronze spawn 2015. Bronze spawn 2015. Hashtag bronze spawn. Um, do they know if it's a boy or girl yet? Um, I I think, I think they know, but they haven't said. Yeah, so okay. that's a different conversation okay. for a different time. Okay, but, but there is a baby case, coming. So um, they're talking about... Is it like an alien a xenomorph <laughs> or something? So they're talking about... Um, what's it called? You know, ultrasounds. And people yeah. Get, mm-hmm. like, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, we got, we got the ultrasound photos and like video Aww. or something like that. You know, I'm like, so like, okay, cool. And then he's like, there's this thing... Because you remember Andre. Uh-huh. Andre, how he posted that like 3D ultrasound thing. Uh-huh. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. Um, so he's like, 3D ultrasound is weird. It's creepy. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, you know, the thing with like Andre, I'm like, yeah, that seemed like it was kind of a cool, like 3D version of it. Uh-huh. And then he's like, some of them were fucked up. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. no. so he proceeded to show me photos 
I'm going to show you some of these photos. Uh, wait, this isn't his baby, is it? No. Okay. These are just ones that I looked up when I looked up 3D ultrasound. Okay. Some um, fucked up ones. I'm going to airplay this. Okay. Here, so that way you can see it. All right. But um, it had me laughing my ass off. And I'll be honest with you, the other, the other day when he was showing me this, um, it I had me laughing my ass off and like that was good for me. <laughs> All right. But so Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, that's terrifying. It looks like a little fucking like alien baby. Looks like a fucking demon. It looks like a little like devil baby. You just can't see the horns. Oh god. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh my Christ! If that was the first shot of my child and I told him the years like the first time I saw you, you terrified the shit out. It looks like a little zombie baby. Yep. Oh god, I don't want to know if I want to see any more of these. These are more frightening than the story. Oh, that one's kind of weird looking, like a little weird. like a little fairy nymph. Oh god, <laughs> Jesus! It's like a fucked up baby doll. Like somebody burned a baby doll. Well, that one's not so bad. No, look at it. It does. It looks kind of reptilian. It does look like a little like lizard person. Oh, gross. That one's like that one's not so bad. It's like okay, baby, 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 scream. Oh god. Oh well, that one's that yeah, looks like a baby. Yeah, some are normal. Some are normal looking. That one's just a That's weird fucking picture, creepy. Man. It's a weird picture. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is the one that got me because like when Evan saw it. It looks like a it little skeleton person. Like, ha, ha. He's like, look at he's like, look at this little fucker <laughs> raining in hell. <laughs> look at him. He looks like a little fucking skeleton. Oh, oh, like a skeleton riding a motorcycle. What's even more terrifying is can you imagine being the woman who this is growing inside and you see this thing and you're like, it's my baby, but right? it's like Rosemary's baby style, like it is still my baby. <laughs> it like literally looks like a little skeleton going this. <laughs> like he's, <laughs> yeah, but the face is, a, it's not the body so much. It's the like face is a skeletor. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the skeletor. Oh my God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, there's some pretty. Look at this guy. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Sweet baby. God, no. Put it away. Turn Dark it away. Man. Put it away. Oh, that's fucking terrifying. That's like David Lynch baby right there. That thing yeah. is a gun. Oh, it's still there. <laughs> This this one's getting its dick sucked. Oh, just don't go back to that other one. That other See, he's got his hand. That other one is like that's what you fucking put on like a nine inch nails cover. Yeah, like it's terrifying. <laughs> Look, don't go back. Don't go back to it. I won't. All right, I'm going to new ones. Trust you. Oh, these are fucking creepy, dude. We should like if we ever do a haunted house. Let's just take all. Someone these put this picture next to it because <laughs> it's true. Oh wait, that's it's an ultrasound image. Oh, it's like the emperor. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> that one looks like the emperor. And when is the, is it the emperor or does it just look like the emperor? Oh god, it's like a little fucking skeleton. Yeah, it's, it's like like how powerful is? Oh, this one just feels. That's a fucking horse mask. Yeah. Oh, look at that fucker. <laughs> that other one just fucking creep me out, dude. Oh, it looks like Venom. <laughs> one that looks like Venom. <laughs> this one's kind of like Nightmare the Man. This I just make the sounds. I just Nightmare Man. I should just make the sounds that I think that they're making. Okay, this looks like a baby. Oh God, there's that thing again. No, that's the fat chip baby. Oh God. Okay, yeah. yeah but these you are get the terif- idea. These are fucking terrifying. I fucking challenge you to Google search 3D Elves. Don't go back to the fucking creepy one, dude. I won't. You I mean, they're all creepy. But. Yeah, but that one's the worst. It looks like a fuck. Oh, just, oh, God, it rubbed me the wrong way. Oh, man. Baby ultrasound. So what have we learned tonight, Chewie? What have we? What can we take away from this? <laughs> Everything is terrifying. Before we do that, <laughs> I, I feel like I've got to do something a little bit more upbeat. Here. No. 
No? It's got to be the Empire. We had, had to end it in a down, a down. Oh, that's not what I was gonna do. But it's okay. Look at it. It's a cute little puppy. It's a little. Puppy. I had something that related to what we talked about a little bit ago, mm-hmm. and we just kept running out of time to talk about it. Okay. Um. Let's see. I'll have it here. Somewhere. Why don't we wait? Let's read another creepy post. <laughs> another five oh, wait, paragraph long. There okay. There's no creepy pasta that's five paragraphs. They, hold on. All the what? people on this comment that rated this thing ten out of ten, the one we just read, I'm like, it's not that's that terrifying. Yeah. I go, that's not as scary as the other one. Okay. So we talked last time about um, the, what is it called? The the lady who used the pizza app or mm-hmm. whatever to like get help, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So pizza delivery man gets stabbed, makes delivery anyway. Yeah, fucking the pizza industry champions, all a of them pizza champions. delivery man in Louisville, Kentucky completed a Sunday afternoon delivery after getting robbed, stabbed, and carjacked. Josh Lewis, 25, was making a delivery from Spinelli's Pizzeria to the Norton Hospital emergency room around 2.45 p.m. When Lewis got out of his car with the pizzas, an unidentified person stabbed him in the back, God. jumped into his vehicle, and drove away. According to Willow Rubin, the regional manager of Spinelli's, um, <coughs> Lewis made it to the <laughs> made it into the emergency room, pizza in hand, <laughs> before he <laughs> collapsed. I can't believe he just walked in there, said hi, I'm from Spinelli's, I have a pizza delivery, and just collapsed. <laughs> That's dedication. Uh, could you imagine being that person and just like like, hi, I'm from Spinelli's. I have a pizza delivery. And this guy falls down. You see a fucking knife in his back. Think like, about this, though. Fuck. He's walking into an emergency room. With pizza? After getting stabbed, where he could say, I just got stabbed. But he's like, no. He's probably fucking losing blood and his brain's probably. only on one, one track, which is oh, deliver man. pizza, deliver pizza. Job, 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 job. Ruben said Lewis is, quote, an amazing kid. Holy fuck yeah. And, <laughs> better be. and a great employee. Yep. He's just a sweetheart. He's a sweet kid. And we're just so sad that this happened to him. Oh. Lewis suffered a collapsed lung, but was in stable condition Monday. He is expected. This was a while ago. He's expected to recover. The suspect was described. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. But yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, he delivers the pizza, walks in, and then he's like, must I'm not going to let no fucking creepy gas people stop him. He's Pizza. Like, oh, great. We've been like operating on this guy in here. His fucking lungs are out and shit. And he keeps begging me to put on this fucking gas and shit. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. This pizza's going to be delicious. Wants this fucking well gas earned. or some shit. Well earned. <laughs> Dude, but fucking a saint. A saint he is. A fucking saint. Because he's like, I got to give the pizza to the people that will help people. I need pizza-powered helping. That's that's what we need in this world here. That's true. But yeah, there's lots of terrifying things in the world, like you know, Russian sleep experiments, fucking books that come to life and try to steal your soul, ultrasound babies, all sorts of terrifying creep stone toys cold. that are trying to murder you, Stone Cold Steve Austin snapping your dick in half right as you come. But there was one thing that we can always count on. Yeah. Neither rain, nor sleet, nor snow, nor stabbing 
nothing will stop you from pizza having. <laughs> I'm Chewy. And I'm Ian. All praise be unto the Dark Lord Kromdar. Save us, Jesus Christ, from our sins. Save that face, because you never know when you're going to need it for a 3D ultrasound. Yes. And, and we'll see you next time. Cheers to Twinkie. Cheers to Twinkie. Bye, everybody. This is done. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.